to INS, the International News Service, your source for the most important weird news from across the globe, with news analyst Kevin Harrison, actor, comedian, and musician Mike Wiebe, and professional commentator Brian Camp. INS, the news you need. I, I don't know the sports terms. What is it? Private contractors, relief, play, uh, free agent. That's where free, free agents ruined the game. <laughs> oh, that's that's I a good it. ninety a year old man's opinion of sports. I had a, I had a, I had a, yeah, I had to dig around for it, but I found it. Yeah, it's there. I I know. I mean, we know that you have a lot of strong sports opinions, Mike. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. right. And then it goes silent. <laughs> well, we're thinking about all of Mike's previously expressed strong opinions. I was thinking about there. yeah, I was just thinking about uh-huh. Uh-huh. just thinking about thinking sports. About Kurt Flood. I, just, yeah. I did I did kind of phase out there for a minute because I was really thinking about sports, you know? It's just I'm obsessed with the game. Right. The thrill of the win, the agony of, of the feet. And it really it's what drives me. It's what gets uh-huh. me up in the morning. Right. And definitely gets me going on Sunday. I go to church every Sunday morning, but if Pastor Jeffrey starts to go a little long, I'm like, I'm looking at my watch because the big game might be on. Listen, I love God. I love everything God does. You guys know Bible is one of my favorite books of all time. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. and Top one or top two? I don't recall. Top two. Top two. It's not number one. Oh, fair enough. My favorite book. Uh Uh-huh. The Constitution. <laughs> I don't think we've heard that. For the listener, that's the U.S. Constitution. The is that US correct? Constitution, yes. Other yes. countries having their own constitution. Ours being. Well, they the, copied us. Eh, I don't. <laughs> I probably this day and age, most of them, yeah, that claim to have one, are uh-huh. more of a direct lift of ours than Magna Carta. I've got a relationship with Pastor Jeffries, and uh-huh. he he knows me. He respects Jeff- me. He'll come to me. He gives yeah. me a ring and he's like, I, this is what we're talking about. Uh-huh. Talking about tithing this week. And I need, mm. I need to get your input on it. So I, right. I don't write them. I, I just give my, my two cents, which is probably worth more like 10 bucks. <laughs> and he goes with it, but there's times where he's running a little long and yeah. you look out and I'll just, I'll give a, I'll give a point at the old watch. Or if I'm not wearing a watch and I'm just mm. wearing a friendship bracelet, he knows that I mean watch. Because I'm, maybe I'm wearing like the friendship bracelet that Sammy Sosa gave me. And I'll just point it, I'll just point at my wrist and he'll go, I'll go, okay, time to wrap it up. And I'll just be like, and yeah, so anyway, God. <laughs> I love that you're <laughs> referencing a baseball player that just, it's the last time of your life that you consumed <laughs> mass media in a way that you would be aware of <laughs> when who was Sammy the, Sosa you know, when, was. When did Sammy Sosa retire from baseball? How many years ago? It's when he was challenging for the home run record of the National League. And it would have been yeah. you remember that Mike. You were you were following every yeah. game. Well What's, remember, it was the 90s. I'll say this. I'll say when Sammy Early Sosa 90s. retired from the league uh-huh. when things got a little bit less exciting. <laughs> that's he, when 
I think Sammy Sosa, I'm sorry, but this is a thing that I think I heard that now I need to share because it's weird. I think he went through some kind of body dysmorphia, like changing, radically changing the way he looks thing. Yeah. Mm. He yeah. he did like a Michael Jackson skin whitening sort of thing. <laughs> oh, that, that's what it was. And you yeah. know. Oh, yeah. Oh. Like a, a lot a... though, right? I'm going to look him up. For the listener, I believe he's a Dominican-born player. Yeah, yes. yeah. Played for the Cubs. I think he well, began I partnered with, with him many years ago for a special line of hot sauce that we it did Sammy Sosa, so it was called Hot Sosa, and you know it was yeah we had his face on it. It was just a little uh-huh. little marketing opportunity, but it was very popular for a while until someone got their mouth burned so badly that they ha- that we got sued. Well, you know. That's how business works. He looks very different. <laughs> I mean, it's been decades. Well, I mean, he, he, yeah, he has, he, he won't look the same unless he bleaches his skin again and again and again. That mm-hmm. is rough, but you know, he can do what he wants. If you're good at baseball, you can do whatever the fuck you want. I mean, any sport really. Yeah. Well, curling. Highlight, not women's basketball. <laughs> Welcome to the International News Service. We're your hosts. I'm Kevin Harrison, along with I'm Brian Camp. I'm sports expert Mike Weeby. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sammy women's Sosa. basketball is great. I'm sure. <laughs> again, again, You're sure. I'm sure. I just know that the the free agents ruined their game. <laughs> well, that, that's just keep that's a very safe opinion to heal to that at least one person will nod at you as though you've made an excellent sports point. Yeah. About <laughs> free agents ruin the game. So this week we have a food story, or at least it's kind of a, also a legal loophole story. Our we have our last bonus story ever, at least for the foreseeable future. And Mike has a new story for us. And get to know your podcast. And a new story and get to know your podcast. Are you a new story? A new story. A, a new, new story. A nude story? It's there's Mike is not wearing any clothes tonight. I am too, and there's no nudity in my story. He has never told the same story twice, has he? Yeah. Why are we qualifying it as new? <laughs> I have faith that it's gonna be something we haven't heard before. It is going to be something we've ever heard. In fact, Oh, I'm hey. abandoning I'm abandoning the previously established run of Satanic Panic Dungeons and Dragons related story to jump on this one. Oh wow. Just because I read oh. something about it and got excited about it. Is it about the ongoing ongoing finals in the NBA? Is that is it a opinion <laughs> about the Nuggets Heat matchup and mm. Yeah, it is. There's I, I do have I do have some things to say. It, the story's not about uh-huh. that, but I do have some things okay. to say about that. Uh, okay, good. And a certain allowance of players to switch between teams based on their own volition and monetary paycheck and how that has affected the game in a negative way. <laughs> I'm looking forward to hearing how many times you can restate the same point because <laughs> it's a lot of fun. It's a good so, one. It's a good I one. All just, right. Sorry, Kevin. No, no. So I right. just realized that this episode comes out the day after my birthday, and I just want to shout out no, you guys on. for giving me the worst presents I ever got. Mm. Mike's was made yeah. out of diarrhea. Oh, wow. 
was it a was it turned into a beautiful pendant from a some sort of Etsy vendor? Haven't we talked about somebody who does that? Oh no, that she made it from uh there was somebody Come, somebody right? from semen and somebody from uh, breast milk. Ah, okay. Yeah. Well, I'll I must I take the breast milk. I'll give you the you semen know, one. It's funny, right before I got on here, uh-huh. because we we meet up through a technology called Zoom. Zoom. And Kev, Kevin always sends me the Zoom link through Facebook. Uh-huh. So mm-hmm. I got on Facebook, uh-huh. and at the top of Facebook, they have Facebook stories, which are just little, like, snapshots. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. the Facebook story was from a, a Facebook friend who I haven't seen in probably a good decade uh-huh. And it was, and I, I saw the one, you can kind of just blow past him, but I saw the one and had to click on it and, uh, and then click on the next one. And it was just multiple pictures of her breastfeeding her child. <laughs> <laughs> huh. It's a beautiful, how, how else is that child supposed to eat? No, I mean, I, it was beautiful. Oh, right. It was really, I, in fact, I actually, I screenshotted one of the photos and <laughs> got on Photoshop to Photoshop the baby out. <laughs> that is. Yeah, I guess Google has that technology now. You yeah, can oh, yeah, 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 film yeah, the guy. AI. And right. if you're good at Photoshop, as I am, I could <laughs> take a little picture of myself and Photoshop me <laughs> as the baby. Uh, that would be I don't know where would that rate on the the scale of is it weird enough to be funny or does it just make you a oh. fucking weirdo if you were to grab one of those pics and actually do that and then send it to this person <laughs> <laughs> an image of you <laughs> I think you would, I think we'd have to be a lot closer than we okay. are having not right. spoken but in years that pretty being funny. said if I sent that in uh-huh. that might actually make us closer well right. Or just the idea that you might start a trend of people randomly photoshopping their faces on on people's babies and sending the picture back to them. No matter what the baby's doing, just random. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, That would make me happy. What a better world we would live in if that was... If that was top of the news, if that was what we were covering this week. I believe it was current governor? No. Current no. senator, current oh. Texas senator Ted Cruz. He's he's a Texas uh-huh. senator, right? Current yes, Texas senator Ted Cruz, and also the current title holder of the term "lizard lips." <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize There's that was a, a title. Uh, no. Yes, it's her lizard lips, and at some point he. Uh-huh. This has been overshadowed by the many, many, many pathetic just wormy shitty things that he's done but at one point he got caught i guess it was kind of in the earlier days of twitter and he didn't realize that other people could see what you like and he liked a whole bunch of porn stuff mm-hmm. and i think he tweeted and then deleted like not knowing that it didn't dm or something i believe this is ted cruz just <laughs> tweeted the, the two words mommy milky <laughs> <laughs> no. no all right yeah. i'm gonna fact check look this real up. quick and, yeah we should we need to fact check this look yeah look up who said mommy milky because i remember sending him a poem that i wrote that said roses are red satin is silky bricks are hard mommy is milky <laughs> well the first headline that came up via google search is from the washington post and i don't think i need to well i should probably do a little more fact checking this but it does say ted cruz blames staffer for at ted cruz porn tweet so 
you're at least we're we're on the right track. I feel like yes. this is good reporting so far on I, our on our behalf. Oh, it's it's very strange that you found the Washington Post because our first story comes to us from the Washington Post. Wait, can we find out about Mommy Milky? Well, I thought it was. I thought that was Ted Cruz. Well, I think it is, but I'm I, I was oh, okay. saying I'm not entirely sure. Uh, I knew okay. he got caught like looking at porn. Well, you'll see either I'm reading it was an honest mistake. I'm reading it won't happen again. Apparently the, uh, the, the mommy Milky was from a guy named Sean Davis. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know that. He did yeah. he did uh apparently like or somehow whatever the mechanism on Twitter is to connect yourself with someone else's tweet. He did that with some porn accounts, or at least his account was, and then he alleged uh, that he was not involved. It was a mistake. So, oh, so that's we, what happened. We can so we can report truthfully that he does in fact have lizard lips. We can't necessarily speculate <laughs> on whether or not he was in fact the person who liked these tweets. I see. So Is that fair. He so his claim was that it was not him who doesn't understand Twitter and was liking it. It was a staffer, presumably someone paid to handle social media and whose job <laughs> to know how social media works. Right. A how very simple job. And well, I mean, in one instance, when you, you like people's tweets, there is the ability for other people to see them. Ooh. And that this staffer who's probably one of their primary jobs was uh -huh. Mr. Cruz's social media made the dumb, dumb mistake to look at that, which I don't know. It's, it's, it's hard to say. It's hard to say who's at fault here. <laughs> right. Right. I think you've, you've summed up the reality of the situation and the reality of the flexibility of people's memory and their relating of what they did or did not do. Exactly. Adequately. Michael, thank exactly. you for, well, I'm just saying that. it's definitely worth knowing would a person who is older and doesn't know that much about social media make that mistake? Or would it be a younger person whose entire job mm -hmm. is to take care <laughs> of social media and not right. probably make mistakes regarding right. said social media? Right. Pre presumably vetted to ensure that he, in fact, knows how <laughs> exactly. these, these work. Yes. Uh, yes. Especially what was and remains to be at least one of the major platforms that people use to communicate with the masses. True. Uh, true. Could spend... 30 minutes on Ted Cruz. Well, <laughs> well, you know, it's more, uh, it's more time than his uh, father spent loving him. So well, that's, okay. That go. is fair. So our first story comes to us from the Washington post. Whoa. Now everyone loves a big slice of pizza pie. Except <laughs> you know it, Kevin. <laughs> well, except for Mike, who's deathly allergic to tomatoes. You can have still have the pizza pie and put a something I call a, a pesto sauce on it. That ain't pizza, brother. That's a and pizza. You're not allergic. Go, is... you go, listen, you go over to Italy and they have pizza uh, that is seriously, it is a baked mm -hmm. round piece of bread with uh, one cold uncooked hot dog in the middle they have weird <laughs> stuff over there grass clippings just thrown on top a live fish a live fish just flopping around do you have to sign so, a waiver if you when you walk into a pizza place is that part of the process <laughs> because of your deadly deadly tomato allergy your 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 alleged no because i know how to handle my business and i know <laughs> i'm not they they know 
that I'm not going to. How many sue times anybody. do you think I've seen you consume ketchup or some o- other tomato-based I product? I think zero. It is I a think lie. zero. Oh my god! Hey Mike, it, you know, you it know, it know what I mean, sickens I mean, me. You are a real Ted Cruz type when you cling to this lie. <laughs> no. Hey, you know I'm in allergy therapy where my allergies will be weakened over time and eventually accept mm-hmm. those things that I'm allergic to. Well, I will happily take your allergy therapy. You can take I would love, to be, I would love to be rid of this curse. Uh, Mike, that's the that is the central <laughs> dynamic for you getting attention your entire life. How could you what would you do if you didn't have your tomato allergy to cling to? I suppose I'd have to develop a personality uh-huh. of some sort. Just every class in the first day of school your whole life. And one interesting thing about you, and it's just you're always like, Yes, I've got it. So no, I'm uh, one interesting thing was I fought an octopus. so the one problem with pizza is that Mm -hmm. it's so delicious we would eat it every day if we could but only no one could afford that but that may be about Mm -hmm. to change at least in new zealand and australia thanks to a pizza chain called hell pizza oh hell pizza delicious Hell Pizza is a pizza chain That's that began good. in New Zealand. I'm sorry, I was commenting on Mike's. Yeah, I don't think Kevin, you heard me. I said, I say it louder. I go, I go. Right. Sacrilicious. Hell Pizza is a pizza chain that began in New Zealand, but has spread to several other British Commonwealth countries. It's known for its tasty pizza as well as viral marketing that includes naming pizzas after the seven deadly sins, offering discounts on Friday the 13th, offering condoms to customers who ordered its lust pizza, running ads featuring the skeletal remains of Sir Edmund Hillary, Heath Ledger, and the Queen Mother, and distributing pizza boxes with Ouija boards printed on top and encouraging people to use a slice of pizza as a plan check. <laughs> That's a real thing. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of into hell pizza. <laughs> I'm yeah, tickled sounds, by hell pizza. Yeah, it, it sounds Good pretty cool. Them. I hope that the pizza for lust is just a giant pizza and then one pepperoni right in the middle, like it's a big <laughs> boob. <laughs> that would be commitment. And then, and then, and then there's like a side of feta, and on the on the jar of feta it says "Mommy Milky." <laughs> <laughs> Hell pizza lust. Let's see if I can tell you what it is. Uh, the lust pizza is mm-hmm. barbecue, sweet chili. It just looks like a pizza. Oh. Barbecue, but it just looks like a pizza. pizza. Places like this, and, and I think we would all agree, it's similar to like. Well, you don't eat meats. Well, they have meat, meatless pizza, so maybe. You yeah, they also pizza. have sauceless pizza. It's not pizza. <laughs> you can anymore. also make pizza without sauce, or pesto right. sauce, or Alfredo sauce. Hey, mm-hmm. that goes back to the mommy milky thing. They that call goes back it, to the last thing you said, the mommy milky. That would That's the why base. it's called cheese bread. When you you get cheese sticks, if yeah, you order it without it's sauce, true. it's cheese sticks. Yeah. It Everybody is. knows that. Yep. Everybody. They yep. out in in Europe they have pizza that has a pine cone on top of it. <laughs> and and matchbox cars. It's fucking weird. So back to Hell Pizza. Now Hell Pizza is offering 666 lucky customers in New Zealand and another 666 in Australia, something Hell Pizza calls afterlife pay. Basically, individuals can enjoy all the pizza they want in life at no charge 
If they agree to the terms, Hell Pizza's lawyer adds to their will, saying Hell Pizza can collect the cost of every pizza from each person's estate once they die. The customers and two witnesses will be required to sign the will to make it valid. Since this promotion launched on May 25th, over 10,000 people have signed up to be one of the lucky 666. One applicant said she's been dealing with her father's will after his recent passing and that, quote, I would love to see my family have a laugh when eventually mine is read out and the estate has to pay for a pizza from several decades prior. Nevertheless, this news is coming to us to our Australian and New Zealand listeners just a little too late as the drawing ended on June 17th. That's some pretty good promotion. Do you think we can get maybe an update from one of our many Australian listeners, one of our many? I don't know. Maybe you guys ask them. Lads and ladies from down under. Sounds like a great, great deal. I'm just going to go ahead and rescind myself from getting it <laughs> because I have. It wouldn't, yeah, it wouldn't be fair. Yeah, it wouldn't. I have an amulet. A magic amulet that keeps for the listeners. If the, for the new listeners, I have a magic amulet that keeps me alive forever and ever. And it would just be a waste. I'd rather see someone else get some of that great pizza pie. <laughs> you think they have a do they have a Vegemite pizza, Kevin? Uh, well, maybe in Australia, not New Zealand. What about kangaroo meat? They don't eat Vegemite in New Zealand. I don't. Well, I don't know. I know that it's a big thing in uh, Australia. That's all I know. Just smiled and maybe Vegemite sandwich. What you know, I have referenced minute work probably 30 times <laughs> in this podcast, and you guys have never once reacted to it. It's very disappointing. Probably. So the the Lust Pizza has pepperoni, salami, ham, bacon, and chorizo. Why does could you guys eat pizza that much to necessitate that? I mean, I think I'd just go ahead and get one every day and go give it to somebody. Yeah, it'd be very, I would. I would go out of my way to feed someone every day with a, a free that's pizza. Very, uh, you know, that's a, makes you a good person. Yeah, I'm a hero. Wait, what, wait, are you are you feeding them pizza without sauce on it? You, well, yeah, I'm not going to give uh, them the gross kind. I'm not going to give them oh gross no. pizza. It's so that's worse than pe- no pizza at all. There mm. is the seven deadly sins. Can you guys uh-huh. name the seven deadly sins? I'll, I'll go after Brian goes. On the top of your dome. Maybe. Wrath, sloth, yeah. uh, lust. Uh-huh. Um, uh, gluttony. <laughs> gluttony, that's a good one. Envy. Um, envy, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Two more. Five. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Kevin Spacey. Kevin Spacey. Uh, uh, Morgan Freeman. Mm-hmm. No, the box. Uh, what are, man? What are they? Oh, Gwyneth Paltrow is, is blasphemy. One of them. Uh, I think so. Or blasphemy or heresy. One of the other. No, heresy's not on there. Hey, by the way, real quick yeah. before you, go, I'm, Mike, I want to hear this, but I just want you guys to know that they do eat Vegemite in New Zealand, Ooh. not as often as Australians, and they call it Marmite in New Zealand. So for oh. little recognition, a little, we, we okay. see you New, New Zealanders. We see oh, yeah. New Zealand. Okay, so what's what's the one where you're obsessed with how you look? Do we say that? Pride. 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 Pride is one, yeah. Pride, yeah. And then Kevin Spacey was Envy, and... Brad Pitt was wrath. Lust 
Which was the guy who had to fuck the lady to death with the knife dildo. Mm. Uh, Gluttony was a fat guy who had to eat himself to death. Yeah. Uh, Pride was the lady that got the cell phone and the bottle stuck on her face or whatever. Um, he wouldn't have to eat himself to death if he had unlimited pizza. I'm just saying. No, he he did. Like he ate himself to death. He just kept eating until he like died. Yeah, but if he had unlimited pizza, he would have had something to eat. No. Is that a he good just, movie? Yeah, it's it's good. It's, it's good. good in '93. I don't know if it holds up. I haven't I haven't rewatched it lately. '95. '95. I watched a scene breakdown about oh. character placement and how it delineates power of authority within mm. a dialogue-driven scene. And it was just like three cops talking in three different scenes on where they were standing and where the camera was placed. And I learned quite a bit. Mm. I thought it was. The subconscious levels that it hits you when someone's standing and someone's moving forward and someone's leaning back. That David Fincher, why he's a master of du cinema. So I think we're missing one. We're just missing one. No, I thought we got all seven of them. Didn't we? No, we got we got six. Uh, we said heresy. Is that not one? It's not one. Is heresy. Blasphemy. Or blasphemy, blasphemy or... I think is. All right. I think we can't lose it. I'm going to look it up right now. Right. So For the listener... Seven. Michael's deadly checking the microfiche. Sin. He's going through the card catalog. He's located the particular form and the, the card. Seven deadly the sins are uh-huh. pride, envy, anger, sloth, avarice, Uh-oh. greed, gluttony. Okay, so greed is avarice, and then lechery. Yeah. Lechery. Ooh. Wait, is lust and lechery two different ones? Oh, that must be the same one. Yeah, that okay. could this, be the this same one. one. This other one has lust, gluttony, greed, sloth, wrath, envy, and pride. Yeah. I thought we did all those. Greed, mm-hmm. gluttony, lust. Did we say greed or yeah. gluttony? I don't think. Did we get greed? Wait, oh, I greed, think, you know, I don't think we one, did right? greed. I don't think we did greed. Or we're confusing gluttony and sloth, which to me is kind of the same thing. It went out of than sloth. Yeah. Sloth is just lazy. Sloth, right. that's just yeah. one to keep you out there working. Anyway. So wait, what is your favorite of the seven deadly sins? And what would your pizza version of that be? Well, I don't know favorite, but I mean, lust is the one that, yeah, to me, you derive the most pleasure out Even of. If what, what am I most? Just a cheese pizza with one pepperoni in the center? Yeah, well, yeah, a cheese pizza, one pepperoni in the center, white, <laughs> the milky part. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm certainly guilty of a little bit of all of those. No, you're not. You're not slothful. I don't think. Yeah, you you can accomplish a lot. I feel like I can be kind of slothful, but the thing about sloth is one of those things is like, I'm just tired. Sometimes it's <laughs> like being lazy right. uh-huh. shouldn't equate to being exhausted or right. having like physical stuff that makes you tired. But I still, nonetheless, feel very guilty and hateful of myself when I like sleep a whole lot like I did mm. last night. But I also hadn't slept a lot in a long time, so I don't know. You're prideful. I am prideful. I am mm-hmm. full of pride. Of lions. Oh, I was, <laughs> I was going the other way, but yeah, probably lions too. So our next story, unless you guys had more pizzas talk. I mean, I like talking pizza. I love okay. it. Wait, I like yeah, true, this is a good question. A true blue pizza with what is pizza your sauce. What is your ideal pizza? You go to a place, they got they got 60 toppings, 19 kinds of sauce, 14 doughs, 
what do you, what, you know, and you just, you just got a point. Regular crust, pepperoni, green pepper. All right. Well, what kind of sauce? Green pepper. Pizza sauce. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bell pepper, green pepper. Not spicy. My favorite pizza, I uh, would say. Right. Is the East Side Pies here in town? They have a uh-huh. pesto pizza. You don't you don't have to order it special. It's pesto pizza. <laughs> it's got chicken on it, jerk chicken on it, uh-huh. and they usually comes with little tomatoes they put on it. I don't uh-huh. get the tomatoes. <laughs> you I, don't. So you do I, special order it. I uh-huh. replace the tomatoes with garlic, with big old chunks of garlic. <laughs> garlic cloves. Your, your wife loves when you get close uh-huh. to her at night. Do you make sure and tell them that you have a tomato allergy as soon as you tell them to do the tomatoes? Yeah, I'm I mean, allergic. Even if I'm ordering online, I'm I allergic. put it in there. I Severe. say unless they want a lawsuit on their asses, they're gonna get. <laughs> unless they want to talk to my lawyer and yeah, the well, cops, they're not gonna I'm put. I'm not any... gonna talk to them. Well, yeah, you will. I'll I'll send them over to your house. That's a conflict mm-hmm. of interest. I love pizza. What about you? What kind of pizza are you eating, Kevin? Oh wow. Okay. I didn't know I was answering this. So I want I want, you know, a nice, nice crisp crust. I want uh a lot of like a thick, sweet pizza sauce, some nice fresh mozzarella on top, some tomatoes, maybe a little garlic, maybe a little basil, maybe a little uh oregano. And then some 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 tomatoes. Hmm. Well, I used to like uh, I used to like pepperoni and mushrooms a lot. That was uh-huh. always a a good one. But yeah, back in the day, I liked the big old thick crust. But I don't think I can eat that thick uh-huh. crust anymore. Not like on the, this constitution. Like the Conans, the Conans. Yeah, I used to love uh, the Conans uh, thick crust. I get uh, a wheat thick crust. Man, I oh, loved it. But I don't oh, think the, I could. It's, kinda, it's a little sweet, right? Like it's so, got a little. Yeah, Conans so is a is a is an Austin chain. It's not a chain anymore. I think there's just one think, of them. Oh wow! Yeah. When yeah. you go in, all the all the the artwork in there is Conan the Barbarian and other assorted yeah. fantasy artworks by Frank Frazetta and pretty cool Boris mm-hmm. Vallejo and the greatest other, artists of our time. The greatest, you know, the greatest art time, the modern Picassos. <laughs> <laughs> I think also aren't all the tables like. They like made, they like put coin, they like took these tables, put all these coins in them and all these designs and they glazed over. So yeah, there's, they're all resin. Ta- every table is worth easily five, six million dollars. Oh, yeah. There's also, yeah. A, there's also a giant snake in the back that if you can wrestle it and pen <laughs> it and it agrees that you've won, uh, you get, you get your pizza for free. Wow. They don't serve wizards. They, yeah, they will not serve wizards. Mm-hmm. They 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 throw you out. This you don't even open the door. <laughs> so our next it's pretty story, good pizza, though. yeah, it is, it is good pizza. Yeah. So our next story is a bonus story. Bonus motherfucker. So just as a reminder, this is our last bonus, last story, bonus story for the foreseeable future. Uh, I'm going to close the Patreon. If you want to, if you want to listen to the stories, join join by at least June 30th, and you have 30 days. There's about there's 50, 60 stories, so that's two stories a day you can listen to, uh, for a mere three dollars. Uh, but yeah, so I'll give you a little taste about this next story. It is about appeasing our robot Terminator overlords. 
Oh yeah. <laughs> I think we've we've given the the kids their money their money's worth for the uh, I'm going to stutter through this. I think we've given the kids their money's worth for the very last bonus story. So what do yep. you guys think about going to get to know your podcast? Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Here we go. This is more uh let me pull up my Mazes and Mayhem, right? No, we're taking a little break, a little side story. Uh-huh. I fell into a thing and I got really excited about it. And okay. I wanted to talk to you guys about let's just imagine. Okay. Let's just all imagine. The year is eighteen oh seven. Okay. All right. And you're traveling. We just lost the colonies. You're traveling on a road outside of Bangladesh. Oh. The three oh, of you. No. Oh no. I'm afraid I know what's about to happen. This you is awful. A, <laughs> you, you're you're traders. You're you're going to buy spices, and you 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 go to a spicy meatballs. A, a mm-hmm. rich a rich man, and he's he's selling you some goods, and and as he says goodbye to you from uh-huh. his from his nice village, he he sends with you some manservants to to oh, no. to walk you along oh, the way. Very am I a trusting? Am I a trusting British man? <laughs> he waves goodbye to you, and he he does a, a strange little instead of a instead of a hand wave goodbye, he makes some strange little symbols with his hands, and his manservants kind of smile away, and they they take you down. You travel for about a day and a half, and you get there, and at some point, each of the manservants go to each one of you, and Kevin, your name is Sir Lord Wigglesworth of Cow, <laughs> and Brian, your name is. Oh, so, hey, what, Jeffrey Rolfe, Rolfson of yoga. And Mark, your name is just Mark. And <laughs> they take you and eat. One's like, oh, you got to come over here. We, we found a tiger. I'm, I'm not going to do a Bangladeshi accent. Thank you. That's yeah, probably not good. Yeah, I'm so, glad I, I that you find tiger. crime in our episode. Lord Wigglesworth, you. come with me, follows you. And then, uh, and then Brian, your guy, I forgot his name already. Uh, Jeffrey. The, Jeffrey, he says, like, he says, oh, you must come. There's a, a seller nearby who has some of the the most gorgeous silks. And you're, you know, Lord That's Jeffrey loves silks. He loves, yeah. loves silks. And, um, and Mark, uh, your manservants, they say, oh, you have to come see. There is a broad with the biggest ass you've ever wanted. <laughs> Come on. And so you go down there and as you go, each you each get to your place and it's uh, they're both in different little little entrances. And some of those strange Bangladeshi hand symbol signals are given. Uh, you go inside and the next thing you know you find yourselves all alone. And then you feel what? behind your neck you're strangling you go you go to grab your neck and you look down and <laughs> and you're able to pull out just to see a yellow scarf that is choking you out slowly and it drops as you see a group of men looking down as you and the last things you think are no the rumors of the thuggy <gasps> were true <laughs> no awesome so, now the uh, let's ah. interject real quick. Oh, yes, um, yes. We should cut this out, but there is not a band named Manservant. Ooh, oh, good to know. Yeah, we don't want anybody knowing. That's a pretty, pretty good, good one. band name. Yeah, it's a pretty good band. That is name, a good actually. name, Manservant. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know about the goddess Kali? Oh, yes, <laughs> yes, the goddess of She's death. A, 
She's a beautiful Kali Ma, and the other name is the Mother of Death. Mm-hmm. Ma oh, is okay. short for mother. She's uh, for the for the listeners that don't know, uh-huh. she's a giant. She's about like ten foot tall, blue woman with dark black hair. Sometimes she's pictured with fangs coming out. She's got four arms. One arm uh-huh. she holds a scimitar. In the other arm, she holds the severed head of a demon. In the arm under that arm, she holds Uh. a plate in order to catch the blood that's falling out of the severed head. And then in the left arm that's open, sometimes she'll have a staff. Sometimes Uh. she just uses it to bless bless her followers now it seems that in the in the days beyond time or uh-huh. some long long ago era kali was uh, running around and there was a demon there was a giant demon that was attacking people across the land and she went to go smite it to fight it with her giant scimitar she started fighting the demon and every time she would cut the demon blood would pour out of the demon and then that blood would spring forth another demon from it so she'd cut this Uh, demon splash of blood on the ground the blood would coalesce and form into a demon she'd have to kill that demon a boss in a video game yeah exactly good one exactly so Oh, I forgot. So then she would have to go kill that demon. And she would cut off that demon's head and put it on a necklace around her neck. That's why she wears a giant long necklace filled with human heads. But they're demon heads, I guess. They just kind of look like... And the giant head she holds is is the initial initial demon that she killed. They kind of look like men. At some point, she realized that she could not kill the demon with her own methods so she created two men okay and she gave them each what's called a ruggy a ruggle a ruggy it's that that yellow scarf it has to be this like yellow scarf that that they wear and she said you have to go strangle these demons for me because if we cut them their blood creates a new demon so they did and that is why the people who have come since to worship her, the thuggy cult, which is the origin of the word thug, as right. in thug life, the same tattoo I have emblazoned across my rock-hard abs. <laughs> <laughs> that is why the, the thuggy are not allowed to murder anyone in any way other than strangulation. Actually, I think they can murder you in other ways too, but the preferred method is strangulation. They're not allowed to spill blood of another person. Okay. The other reason is, it just kind of helps out, that if you kill somebody... By strangulation, it's not considered, or it wasn't considered, a capital offense. So it was less of a penalty if you actually get caught back in the day. Okay. But the the Kali group, they they're kind of started in unknown times. Mm-hmm. So when the British came in, as they were colonizing there, they started to realize the problem. At first, it was all just rumors. Travelers going between lands that would just disappear. And for the longest time, they were just disappearing. At some point during the British reign, they counted at least over 400,000 murders being committed. Like over what period of time, though? Oh, I think it was just a Thursday. Oh. One Thursday. (laughs) At first, it was thought that they were just 
low, poor income people. But it, it turns out the thuggy cult like go all the way to the top of of society over there, and then okay. all the way to the very, very bottom. And nobody there would there would be women uh, whose husbands were in the thuggy cult, and they would never know it until their husband had died and realized that their rich husband this entire time had been performing all these assassinations. These murders for these travelers mm -hmm. were this real weird marriage of commerce and religious worship where okay. I think they really did believe that they were sacrificing these people up into Kali, uh -huh. but they were also really taking advantage of stealing all this stuff. But they yeah. always did give some back. So let me get back to this stuff. So if you're in the thuggy cults, it's a hereditary thing. So it's family lineages that go down. But if you're a kid and, you're, and your parents are thuggy, not on your 10th birthday, but in your 10th year, uh -huh. you are made to watch your father murder a guy from afar. Oh. And it's just cool. really, in, it's, well, just, you it's guys like didn't a, do that? it's a network of, well, no, my, I was 11. <laughs> so the network kind of sets you up in a place where you're a little beggar and you're just sitting there or whatever. And then the father will come and murder. You have to kill, make your first kill at 18 years old. That, that's the human sacrifice for Kali. Mm -hmm. uh, initiates are trained to murder quickly but quietly using the rommel that's the name of the the cloth the noose cloth around the victim's neck for strangulation desert um, the strongest rule of the brotherhood was that you should not shed blood for it was said that kali taught the fathers of thuggery to strangle because to kill by permitting blood to flow was a uh -huh. sin the heavy seasons for murder were october november she considers members of mm -hmm. The Kali cult to be men, and anyone who's not in the Kali cult to be demons, okay. to be lesser, lesser than men. Okay. Maybe not demons, but they're not humans in the same way that the members of the of the Kali cult are. Okay. But Kali also doesn't want you to kill women or children or elderly. But there's a rule-breaking little bit that you can do. So higher members of the thuggy cult will not do that but it'll be ranked to like lower members people who are just joining the thuggy cult will like well uh -huh. we do need you to kill this old guy because we think that he might squeal or something like that <laughs> the typical methods were this very convoluted sense of networking to where you know like a british soldier might go do trade with somebody maybe even a head of state or something uh -huh. and the entire way every single person within the groups that he would go into was sending secret messages to other groups to manipulate them or to predict a place where they could get to these people and murder them without being caught <laughs> yeah the other people that were exempt from getting murdered were musicians and dancers and the sick because they were they weren't considered a worthy sacrifice women usually weren't killed because they represented the human incarnation of kali and it was said after the victims had died their joints were broken to speed up the process of decomposition to prevent swelling of the graves which would attract dogs and wild animals when the sacred act was completed a ritual was performed in kali's honor and a significant portion of the spoils were set aside for her true origins of the thuggy cult it seems like from what i've read that like i said the commerce and the religion kind of intersected in a weird way that like like many other religions they were able to kind of loophole and jump around for when okay. it suited them best and stuff like that like normally i think maybe initially the murders were supposed to after they killed them there was some sort of a ritual that was done 
over them with a bunch of, you know, a full on bunch of people standing around and singing and dancing and whatnot. But as time went on, it was just really a, uh, a, a mental moral excuse for murdering in order to get a bunch of money. And they just kind of, it just kind of developed that way over time. So I imagine there were like your hardliner thuggies and then you're, and then you're just kind of, I'm out there for making some money thuggies and kind of go through the, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Kali's great. She's the best. I love her so much. Um, It's unclear how thorough and well organized they were because some of them were well regular tax paying professionals who continued to practice their craft for centuries, free of inquiry from the Hindu. Uh, that was until 1812. In 1812, uh, a lot of people were getting murdered, particularly like the British colonializers uh-huh. were getting murdered around the countryside. And uh, the travelers at first seemed to be little connection between these bizarre killings. And this was until the bodies of 50 victims were found stuffed in a series of wells in the Ganges area. Oh, wow. It was estimated that there was up to 40,000 murders annually New to the thuggy, stretching back as far as anyone cared to count. Wow. Some put the overall total for the 19th century to be as high as a million mass murders <laughs> on a scale that could not have been kept secret for so long unless it was performed by highly organized similar murders to convince authorities that they were dealing with one secret society or cult, but fun and games for the thuggy could not last forever. British authorities came down on the cult. So ironically, all the thuggy were, uh, that were caught were hung. Mm. But the, the, the thuggy that were caught were like, well, whatever. I don't, yeah, yeah, whatever. Let me do it. Let me do it. And would grab the noose and put it on themselves because they murdered so many <laughs> people. And to them, they were just going to go to this great grand place. There wasn't like the fear for them too much. And there was a guy, his name was... William Sleeman <laughs> was this particular oh, wow. British officer that went over there and he was, he was obsessed with Indian culture. Right. He learned how to speak uh, Indian and like all the dialects that he could and was just really, really, really loved the culture and apparently was beloved by a lot of different little sects over there. And he made it his mission to, to root out the thuggy and apparently uh-huh. it was it was like a real like a lot of people really loved him but the fact that the thuggy kind of existed all the way up into parliament of their people caused a lot of strife and rift a rift within mm-hmm. indian culture about how much to thank this british person who rooted them out because there was a lot of really powerful people out there who like lost their asses because they were revealed to have some connection to the thuggy. And then it's thought too, that there were a lot of powerful people that were thuggy, but just kind of like backed off after everyone was getting caught and just kind of like, well, I guess we're just not going to practice this so much no more because it's very not well documented how this whole society interacted with each other and the, the structures of power. So we'll never really know what was going on behind the scenes when this massive shakedown happened. Apparently there were a number of more murders that were of members that were thought to be thuggy thinking that they were essentially going to flip if they got caught because a lot of the lower level thuggies were flipping because they, it was easy for them to point up to a a person Uh higher than him. So, but the thuggy have not been considered a problem at all whatsoever in the last century. So I guess he did. I guess he done did a good job. So I'm just saying, next time you are at one of your, mm-hmm. you know, sex clubs, and you see a fella with a yellow bandana 
sticking out of his back pocket, just maybe, just maybe he doesn't want to piss on your face and in your mouth. Or have you piss on his face and in, in, mm-hmm. in his mouth? Quite possibly, quite possibly, that's a thuggy. <laughs> so that wraps up another week of the International News Service. Find us across social media at International News Pod. Email us at internationalnewspod at gmail.com. Just your last reminder, uh, you have until June 30th if you want to listen to our stories on the Patreon. Uh, until June 30th to sign up, and then you have through July 30th to listen. Uh, check out our, the INS merch store at Redbubble and our pa- uh, and not our Patreon. Don't forget to check out our subreddit at r slash INSpod. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the International News Service. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. INS, the news you need.